talking about. She's what I need. She's what I need. That don't even know what I'm talking about. She's what I need. Hi guys, welcome back to the Remedy Podcast. I'm the host, a career doctor, executive career coach, award-winning trainer, and self-manifesting best-selling author of the upcoming publication, Trust Your Journey, Get What You Want the First Try. Be on the lookout for the virtual book launch invitation coming your way soon. Guys, can you believe it? It's almost 2023 and we're back at it again for our third episode. And in case you've missed the first two, let me tell you, I'm serving up 10 to 15 minutes of career-focused content to help you get through this awesome thing that we call life. Today, we're exploring the topic of the art of saying no, or as some like to say, it's the no for me. Guys, see, here's what we need to know. As early as we can remember, human beings have found it difficult to say no. It's as if we've been allergic to the word itself. The fear of saying no has stemmed from our own internal belief system that avoiding conflict and confrontation is the right thing to do. People worry about saying no because they don't want to disappoint others. But what about our own internal feelings? Well, here's what's happening. Psychologists are saying that there's even some real costs to never saying no, and that's health-wise. Think about it. We interview and accept jobs we have little to no interest in doing simply because they've agreed to hire us. And I'm guessing that the paychecks aren't hurting either. We then go on to agreeing to attend work-related events that we don't want to attend. We grant favors that we don't want to do. We spend nights out with people that we aren't sure we even like. We eat foods that we don't enjoy. We build friendships out of the fear of simply being alone. And again, we pursue work within jobs where we hate it. And the list is eternal. But why, you ask? Well, you know that I've got an answer. We've become the ultimate people pleasers. I'm going to say it again. We've become the ultimate people pleasers. And the end result is our own internal manifested anxiety, stress, depression, which leads us to those unhealthy personal relationships, or unhealthy workspaces. And the worst part is that we find ourselves in complete burnout or death. And I'll admit, these last few years have been a complete realization of all of these facts. So to avoid this ongoing level of self-sacrifice in 2023, Let's explore what saying no can really do for us. Badass basics number one. When we hone in and we make the decision to own our true beliefs, our own desires, and explore our own superpowers, 
we're going to find ways to continually cultivate them and seek out those distinctive opportunities that align with our own plan and our own purpose. And this you've heard me say many times before. Yet for some reason, we still just aren't quite sure of ourselves in our own ability to find and manifest our own true joy and our own true meaningful life relationships. And I'm here to challenge that mindset this new year. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You ready? I want you to avoid wasting valuable time looking into opportunities that you know full well won't work out in the end. How do you know? Well, if you're second guessing yourself, that's your own internal stop sign that says, move on. And this, my friends, means that you will never take on a job and sacrifice that deep-seated desire to have a true career. You know the difference, right? A job is just a mere paycheck where that career is fulfilling those internal pursuit of passion and happiness. And this is going to require some real willpower. What I'm telling you is to learn the art of looking away. In the workspace, saying no to people and events and things you don't want means you likely will be saying yes to something better that's going to support your own interests, time, and values. And that's a good thing. So we're saying no through looking away. Fun fact, we can't always say no to a boss. We know that. But we can and should voice our opinions when the timing is right. See, after a decade or more of coaching C-suite executives, here's what I found. Great leaders appreciate other employees or other leaders that aren't uh, insubordinate, but independent thinkers. They understand and appreciate work and family balance. And they also appreciate when you, people like you, challenge their theories and concepts or ideas in ways that can impact the bottom line of your company in a positive manner. Now, truth be told, you're not going to always win out, but you'll feel a heck of a lot better knowing that you've been heard. In these instances where you are going to challenge the status quo, it's important that you weigh the consequences before saying no, but plan to communicate in a respectful and professional manner when you're ready. It's important for you to advocate for your own needs and well-being when day one, when they don't impact the organization. And here's what I mean. On day one, don't start working late hours after you arrive home from work on a routine basis. And now you're expecting your boss to avoid calling you to work after hours. Put your own life and family first from day one. Work hard and play harder during the traditional work day. Make a habit of your own 
necessities, and routines. See, impressing your peers and or your boss means remaining happy, content, and productive when it counts. Number two, don't take on work-related projects over the weekend when you're off the clock. Work hard when it counts. You can do it and condition yourself in ways that allow yourself and others to step away when required. Remember this, office hours are in place to set the pace for the expected work day. And for my entrepreneurs that are listening, don't do things for free when you're establishing your business as your time definitely has a value. Set your price and those that see the value will pay for it and those that don't, won't, and that's okay too. You should also plan to set those rates with your own financial needs in mind. Remain competitive and stand behind your work rather than cutting deals and cutting costs, remaining fearful that they won't choose you. Because here's what you should know. Guess what? If they aren't paying you, they'll be paying someone else for the same work that you're offering. So think about your no this holiday season. Are you owning it or avoiding it? Badass basics number two. Saying no doesn't make you a bad guy. It doesn't, folks. It simply means you have the common sense enough to avoid the bad decisions, and the outcomes that come later. Trust your gut or your instinct, if you will. If it doesn't feel right, it's likely not right. Remind yourself that there is no such thing as one-time opportunities. That's a sales tactic. And this, my friends, is real life, where there will always be another opportunity if you allow it. It's about to be a new year, and it can come with a new you. Give yourself the gift of confidence by simply saying no to those areas of our lives that don't feed our spirit, mission, or our goals. Reflect upon how it much has really cost us to say no, and then you'll learn that saying yes will come a lot easier. If you need further help in saying no, Well, a coach can help. So you can reach me at www.thecareerdoctorllc.com. Remember, I'm your host, The Career Doctor, where I've got what you need. And until next time, please join me at The Remedy Podcast. She's what I need. She's what I need.